Welcome to an Arkansas AgCast Deep Dive, where we take a closer look at news that impacts you. The Arkansas AgCast is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation. Welcome to another episode of the AgCast Deep Dive series. We've developed this series as a way to break away from the ag news headlines and take a closer look at a topic that matters to our members. As always, this show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau. I'm the host of today's episode, John McMinn. And I'm glad to welcome Arkansas's new state forester, Kyle Cunningham, to the show. Welcome, Kyle. Thank you. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for coming. I really appreciate it. Uh, Kyle, tell us a little bit about yourself, your title, experience, what okay. you do. Okay, yeah. So um, as of July the 6th, I became the state forester for the Arkansas Department of Agriculture's Forestry Division and been working there for about six weeks now. This is my sixth week. Yeah. And... Um, it's a big job. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have about 250 employees. Wow. Um, foresters, firefighters, uh, mechanics, you, pilots, you name it. Across the it, state? Across the state. Yeah. yeah. We're in, uh, try to be in every county. Uh, sometimes we have vacancies and whatnot across the state. Yeah. And we work to fill those. Um, we have um, our Balkum Nursery that's just east of Little Rock that I uh, help oversee and, and help manage that. Uh, we produce... Um, about 8 million hardwoods out there every year yeah. and close to 2 million pine seedlings every year. Out there. That's a really cool area, it is. facility. It I, is. I've been out there a few times. We're working on the irrigation system out there right now with some help from the Nature Conservancy and uh, really working to uh, modernize and, and streamline the, the work we're doing out there. Yeah. Um, we also have our state forest, uh, the Poison Springs State Forest in particular. That's about 24,000 acres that we do active timber management mm-hmm. on. And it has some unique uh, features to it as well with sand barrens and, yeah. and shortleaf pine systems and okay. that type thing. Um, of course, we facilitate our landowners in the state as well, yeah. county foresters. And um, you know, our biggest role is is protection and mm-hmm. as pr- to protect the forest and the people in Arkansas who use the forest. And so it's a big job. And you know, we have a, a fleet of airplanes that do uh, forest monitoring, uh, firefighting, uh, that's a big component of what we do. Um, and so just uh, the things I've learned is you have to be willing to shift gears on oh, a moment's yeah. notice and and be able to keep a lot of different aspects of forestry in the state relevant in your mind yeah. all the time. Do you have a lot of volunteer uh, foresters or firefighters involved in pr- so, uh, the state? Yeah, we work with uh, the rural fire programs mm-hmm. in the state. And uh, Robert Murphy, our fire director, emergency services director, um, works with them. And we supply them with equipment. Uh, from from the federal government, from uh, like the federal excess equipment program, that yep. type thing, and it's a really big program. and And I've talked with some of the rural fire people, and they say they couldn't make it. Without yeah, the, they couldn't do what they do. Oh yeah, without that equipment. I've heard the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And we're talking about millions of dollars oh, worth yeah. of equipment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, let's. Uh, how about your background, Kyle? Okay. So, what was your professional journey, and how did you come to this point? in your professional career? So I'll, I'll start out way back at the beginning. <laughs> I, w- I was born in Meridian, Mississippi, so I'm a Mississippian uh, by birth. And uh, like so many people, uh, so many youth in the South, I was interested in hunting and fishing and mm-hmm. being outdoors. And then that made me decide that I wanted to go to forestry school. And yeah. so I went to Mississippi State, to their forestry school over there, uh, to pursue my bachelor's degree. That was back in the 90s. And, uh, of course, you get into the forestry school and you realize you don't get to hunt and fish anymore. <laughs> you get to do science and <laughs> yeah. economics and 
and uh, soils and all of those things. And you find out that actually it's a pretty tough curriculum going yeah. through the forestry program. That's what I've heard. Yes. And uh, so I did my bachelor's and my master's over at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. For my master's work, I uh, focused more on hardwood management okay. and uh, de- developed some computer software over there uh, related to hardwood decision-making. Uh, and I believe that's actually still available over there on their website. Okay. Twenty um, something years later, so, <laughs> so I guess I did a good job on that. But, still relevant. Uh, then I came, so a, a job opportunity opened up here with the University of Arkansas Division of Agriculture, mm-hmm. um, and it was working in hardwoods for basically the northern part of the state at that time. Okay. And so I was an extension instructor there, um, and um, had the opportunity. I, I, I said, you know, if I'm going to continue to work for the university system. Um, I really need to go ahead and get a PhD because yeah. you're you know, you're kind of stuck if you don't. That's and, true. And so um, I did that. I worked. I went to um, University of Arkansas at Little Rock through their applied science program, and uh, uh, obtained my PhD in 2014. And uh, there was applied science and it was applied bioscience, but I was able to tease out a forestry project out of that. Yeah. And so we did some research uh, on our. Uh, Livestock and Forestry Research Station at Batesville, mm-hmm. and we had about 2,000 acres of upland hardwoods up there. And so I, okay. was, you know, I was able to, for the PhD, I had to incorporate some physiology and kind of wrap oh, things yeah. up a little bit and looked at oak natural regeneration and so really got to, to have an in-depth knowledge of, of particularly hardwood management. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Arkansas has a significant hardwood resource, oh, yeah. and so that's, that's a really useful tool. Here. Yeah. And so in 2014, I believe it was, I became – um, assistant professor with the University of Arkansas Division of Agriculture. Worked at that for five years and then was promoted to uh, associate professor in 2020, I believe, mm-hmm. and did that up until three years or up until this year. Okay. And um, the opportunity came and our former state forester, Joe Fox, I was in his office one day earlier this year and he said, you know, have you ever thought about applying for this job? And yeah. I said, no. <laughs> he said, well, you should. And I said, okay. I said, let me put some thought into that. No, and Joe, that was probably a pretty lengthy conversation. It was. <laughs> we talked for a while after a few of his jokes. And, yeah. And, uh, Joe, Joe always tells good jokes. But um, we had a good conversation. And, you know, and I'll just say it in more in depth as far as that, how that conversation went. Um, he said, you know, 11 years ago, Joe was there for 11 years. He said, he was at the Nature Conservancy at mm-hmm. the time, I believe. And he said, um, I felt like I had a calling to do this. And he yeah. said, I think you have to have that to do this position. And we talked for a little bit, and I went home and thought about it. And a couple of weeks later, I came back, and I said, you know, I kind of have that same feeling. And uh, we talked some more, and I decided it was a very difficult decision because I had put in 19 years, over 19 years with the University of Arkansas. Yeah. And it's hard really, to leave behind. really enjoyed them. Great organization, you know, nothing but, but the best with them. Uh, reached that so many people, mm-hmm. you know, with forest landowners reaching out through the extension and research work that I did. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but I just felt like I was like, you know, this is an opportunity uh, that I need to take advantage of. Yeah. And it was a big career shift going from academia to um, agency. Oh, yeah. Life and, and, and working um, – more closely with industry, mm-hmm. and of course, I'm learning on some of that end of it. I'm forest management is really my my area of expertise, but it's always been there's always been a component of, of production and industry in that. So, but that's pretty much in a nutshell how I got here. So, uh, so uh, as far as I know, you know, you've got you now, or mm-hmm. used to be Joe Fox, mm-hmm. and then. Dr. Pelkey at Monticello; mm-hmm. those are about the only two forestry real resources I know in the state. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're having a lot of outside industry coming in, right, asking you questions about how can they get involved or how can they be in business here in the state? We do. We One of the biggest things that we do, and I didn't mention this, is we do the FIA data for Arkansas, which is forest inventory and analysis. Okay. And we have inventory crews that work year-round inventorying the forest in Arkansas. And they were out working today, as a matter of fact. And we try to do 20% of the state each year. So every okay. five years, we're completing the inventory for the entire state. And so when a sawmill from Canada or, or you know somewhere around the nation uh, comes in, the information they need is where do we need to put this mill mm-hmm. and can you supply the, the wood that we need? Yeah. And that's probably our biggest role in facilitating industry Yeah, is saying, okay, here's where the hardwoods are. This is your tonnage. This is your growth. This is removals each year. And uh, whether it's pine or hardwood, um, you know, how far are they going to have to travel to bring wood to their mills, that yeah. type thing. And so it helps them with their business models and decision-making. And, and we have a tremendous forest resource here for both hardwoods and pines. And so it's kind of easy. It's like, yeah, come on in. We have plenty. (laughs) (laughs) We have an overabundance of timber. Well, uh, you know, you've you've hinted at it a little bit, but Mm -hmm. for some of our listeners, not everybody's knowledgeable about forestry, Mm -hmm. right? So what what kind of role, or can you give an an overview of the forestry industry in the state uh, and also its importance here in Arkansas? It is extremely important to Arkansas. Um, Dr. Pelkey at the Arkansas Center for Forest Business can can state these facts and uh, statistics a lot better than I can, but I believe we are forestry uh, in the southeastern United States. We rank number one in economic impact yes. from forestry yeah. in the state, and I think we're third in the nation. Mm-hmm. I think like Oregon or somebody like and how that. How dependent today. we are on our forestry very industry. dependent on yeah. forest industry here, and and not only that, our from a production standpoint, particularly for softwoods, which is our pine forest. Um, we're always in the top five or near the top five mm-hmm. in the nation in, in, in softwood production. And so just from a pure production standpoint, we're way up the list also. Yeah. And so it's a tremendous resource here for us. And But one of the things I like to point out is, um, you know, and, that, and that's our role at the, at the forestry division, is it's not all about timber production here in Arkansas. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the things when I was an extension forester for U of A, um, I would always begin my talks uh, with we manage forests for many reasons, mm-hmm. and timber is one of those. And some landowners, it's actually not the top of the list for them. Yeah, it could be wildlife management. You know, it could be aesthetics. I, I, I worked with landowners that really didn't care if they ever cut a tree down. They had beautiful <laughs> property, and yeah. they said, you know, I want to know how to manage these trees for a long period of yeah. time. And so we have to be able to meet a diverse array of needs for mm-hmm. for our landowners in the state. But timber is what pays the bills, so we have to Absolutely. come back to that at some point. <laughs> And um, we have about 19 million acres of forest land in the state. So over half of the state is forested. It's a lot. It is a lot. I think about 60% of that, you'll always hear me go back to hardwoods because I love hardwood management. About 60% of the state is actually in pure hardwood stands. Okay, yeah. And that's so that's the upland hardwoods and the Ozarks and the Wachita region. That's your floodplain hardwoods and the Mississippi mm-hmm. alluvial plain over in yep. the Delta. And then our, our smaller rivers and streams in the coastal plain or southern part of the state. And so um, we have a tremendous resource here in the state. And then our pine forest, you know, our, our pine plantations, about 13% of the state's in pine plantation. Okay. And that's primarily going to be in the southern southwest corner of the state, basically. Yeah. And um, so we have a tremendous uh, um, need there to make sure we're maintaining forest health in those plantations and that the investment that our landowners and, and, and management companies are making in those forests 
are worthwhile and that they don't have, um, you know, health health issues mm-hmm. in those forests. And so we do a lot of monitoring for health, forest health and try to an, analyze that. And I, we'll probably get to that further in, in the conversation. But um, from a forest industry standpoint, we're in pretty good shape here in Arkansas compared to some of our neighboring states. Um, we do have the ability to move small diameter material, which is our, our which are our pulpwood products, uh, large diameter material for saw timber, and that's for both hardwoods and pines. We could have uh, some better uh, s- small wood markets in the state. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about that more okay. sure. But uh, we do have two primary pulp mills, well, three, uh, but two really big ones, and ones in Pine Bluff and yeah. ones down in Nash in mm-hmm. Nashdown down. And they take a lot of wood. We do have one over in the Delta with um, Clearwater over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're in pretty good shape there, but we still have a need uh, to increase our, our ability to move the small diameter material in the yeah. state. But anyway, we have a, a, a tremendous resource for both pines and hardwoods and um, and a good industry. You know, the, the big mills occur in the southern half of the state, and then as you move up into the Ozark region, you get into the smaller uh, a lot of family-owned yeah. operations, some kind of there. custom stuff. That's right. And yeah. do some some specialized thinnings and and work on specialized products and that mm-hmm. type of thing. There's some axe handle companies and you know charcoal, those type things. Yeah, that, that are, crown molding. That's and, right. Yeah, and there's there's you know there's a lot more national forest up there than what there, there is. Yes. what we're dealing with in the southern right. part of the state. So, but overall, um, we are about eighty percent private forest in Arkansas. Okay, and and most of that most of those are non-industrial private forest landowners mm-hmm. i like to refer to them as family forest landowners yeah. because they really are their families that are growing those trees for like i say for oftentimes for multiple objectives um but but that's why we really have to work as an agency to meet those needs because it is such a large pool of the state that's in private ownership yeah well i think i think the story i hear a lot of or the the picture is that you know a landowner has this for retirement set aside, That's or right. maybe for a child or grandchild's college education. That's right. And what I get or used to get most calls from when I was uh, doing the forestry division was, uh, we just had a big storm, and half my timbers on the or half my you know, timbers on the ground, mm-hmm. uh, and then unfortunately it's too wet to get out there, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of that's just lost, uh, and that seems to happen every year. Mm-hmm. And that, that's unfortunate, but. Uh, because y'all are there and also other resources. It's it's something that uh, I, I'm sure our, our membership as well as other landowners in the state are really happy to have. Oh, absolutely. And that was uh, a big part of my job at U of A as well was uh, disaster preparedness. Mm-hmm. How do you evaluate a forest after a disaster occurs? And, you know, we get a lot of tornadoes here, not too many hurricanes, but we do get one yeah. once in a while. And, and they can cause damage. Um, but a lot of tornadoes, a lot of ice damage. In the past year, we've seen both tornado and ice damage yeah. in the last 12 months. And, you know, the first thing you have to do is go in and do a survey and evaluate your situation because every every landowner and every stand is going to have a different scenario, uh, whether with regarding, regard to the damage that occurs and how it impacts that particular landowner mm-hmm. because everybody's different. Yeah. And you have to figure out, okay, can I get these trees salvaged if I need to do a salvage? Do I have enough material here to absorb what happened, uh, the damage that occurred, and move forward with the stand that's there? And so you have a decision to manage what you have or try to salvage and regenerate yeah. that type of thing. And so those are the types of decisions that we really try to help with. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've probably hinted at this also a little bit, but you know, as the state forester, what you know, what role does that do you specifically play in the industry or, you know, more specifically, what are your priorities going in to mm-hmm. your new, new position? Right. 
So again, you know, our, our number one priority and mine as well is forest health and protection of, of Arkansas's forest, like I said yeah. earlier. Um, and it's hard to get away from that because that's our primary role. If you look at our mission statement, that's what we do. And after that, um, again, pr- pr- providing uh, inventory on, on the state forest around, you know, different regions of the state, but also helping with things like uh, forest certification. We're working right now with the Sustainable Forestry Initiative. I'm on the Sustainable Forestry Initiative Implementation Committee. And one of the things that our uh, industry are needing around the state is a fire plan, mm-hmm. a fire response plan. And so that's something we do very well at the Forestry Division. And so we're going to be working with them. We have a subcommittee over there, and Robert Murphy will be working with them um, to help develop a document and a plan, basically a wildfire response type plan. And okay. so you need that in order to be uh, have certified forest. And, yeah. And do you want me to touch on certified forest? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So uh, forest certification is something that has been coming for many years. Um, I mentioned the Sustainable Forestry Initiative. There are others. There's the FSC, which is the Forest Stewardship Council. And then we also have the um, American Tree Farm Program and and, and the Arkansas Tree Farm Program here in Arkansas that um, are all similar uh, certification programs. Um, And we've we've kind of um, scratched our head at how those were going to fit in with forests across the state. And at first we thought, well, if you get your forest certified, you're going to get more money for your trees. Yeah. And then we found out, well, no, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) But at times you may. But the biggest thing that we found is that particularly for products that can go overseas, like pulpwood or pellets or something like that, wood pellets, and we'll talk about those later, um, those products really need to be certified. Because our clientele and and our consumers, particularly in like Europe and some of the Asian countries, they want to see that that wood is sustainably sourced. Mm -hmm. And so when you have a certified forest, you're – you have a stamp of approval that you're yep. you're growing sustainably sourced timber. It's a marketing tool. Products. It's a marketing tool. With the mills, like with the big pulp mills that I mentioned, oftentimes it may not get you two or three more dollars a ton, but it will get you through the gate. Yeah. And so they have quotas they have to meet, mm-hmm. and they have certain percentages of certified wood that needs to come through their gates. And if your forest is certified in one of those programs I mentioned, that can, during certain times of year, like when we get really dry and the mills get full, that could get you through the gate. Uh, where if you're not certified, you may not get your, your forest harvested on time. What is that process like getting your your forest certified? So uh, the with, with the uh, tree farm program, that's probably the one I would, I would start with here in Arkansas. It's one that we promote. Um, I'm on the tree farm committee, or at least I was in my pr- pr- prior job. I'm assuming yeah. I'll still <laughs> with this job. But uh, you can contact the Arkansas Forestry Association. They'll help walk you through that process. Okay. Um, that's the one I would start with. Uh, the SFI and the FSC both have websites, and, and they kind of walk you. It's kind of detailed, but okay. I, you, I would walk through those. Some of the mills, uh, particularly with FSC, it's fairly complicated. Um, it's an international-based mm-hmm. um, uh, certification program. It's a little more stringent. Um, but some of the mills, like um, Domtar down in Ashdown, I, I believe they actually assist landowners with okay. getting in that program financially and um, yeah, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. What's the cost? Of right. Some of these well, that's the other thing. That our American tree farm program here in Arkansas is not near as costly as those others. Yeah. And so, and the SFI is really more industry yeah. based. And so, for our landowners, it's really the tree farm program is really mm-hmm. the one. And and um, I don't know the rates off the top of my head on that right now, but it's much more affordable than like FSC would be for landowners. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
So every industry in the state has challenges and opportunities. Mm-hmm. So what do you what do you see as the biggest challenges and hurdles right now for the forestry industry? And right. what are some of the opportunities going forward in the future? Absolutely. I would say from an industry standpoint, it's our wood supply system. I, th- I think that's probably our biggest concern right now. Um, we, we have fewer harvesters than we've had in previous years. It's very, very expensive. The equipment is very expensive these days to purchase and to maintain. Um, and so you don't just say, hey, I'm just going to, you know, I want to go get in the logging business. It, does, does, it yeah. doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. And so making sure we have that infrastructure in place that can get the wood to the mills is probably our biggest hurdle. And the Arkansas Timber Producer Association um, and some other groups around the state are really working on that. Um, it's, it's a tough challenge. Um, I, I would say um, another challenge we have um, are some of the things that, are, that, are, that face our forest lands with regard to forest health, invasive species, mm-hmm. uh, both plants and insects uh, and animals. You know, we have a, a tremendous uh, feral hog pr- problem here oh, in yeah. Arkansas right now that really wreak havoc on our forest lands, particularly from an ecology standpoint. So from a timber production standpoint, I don't know how much damage. If you had a recent planting, you may have some damage. But um, but invasive species that, that are here right now, whether they're insects or, or disease or that type thing, really you talked about risk to plantations and whatnot. Th- those are really the primary risk to wood supply, to our okay. industry. And, and you know, I go back to the more the management side because that's really the side that we focus on. Um, you know, to stay in on top of that, right now we're dealing with um, – pretty serious forest health issue in southeast Arkansas. Mm-hmm. It's been in the news. I'm sure everybody's yep. kind of familiar with it. And that's one of the things that we're working on with our partners at uh, AFA and UAM, College of uh, Forestry, Agriculture, and Natural Resources, mm-hmm. and U of A Cooperative Extension Service. Uh, we're working together to do sampling, uh, both from using uh, remote sensing and some of our, we're using some of our spotter planes and monitoring planes and sending our forest health specialist up uh, to try to locate areas that we want to do ground sampling on yeah we're doing ground sampling on those forests down there those are both plant pine plantations and natural stands Mm -hmm. we want to expand that to some hardwoods that we've seen some damage on down there and just really try to identify what the causes are root causes are that are that are impacting that part of the state and one question i get on that is that you know and one of the things we've identified is brown spot needle blight yeah and it's not something that, that just Arkansas is seeing, uh, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, all the way across the south. We're seeing brown spot needle blight issues across the region. And so one of the, the questions that, that I've been getting is this going to spread all the way across the southern half of the yeah. state? And I, as, as well as our other forest health experts, don't think that's going to be the case. We really see it as being an isolated incident in that southeastern portion of the state. Um we're looking at other factors, you know, herbicides come to mind. Everybody, you know, in that part of the state, everybody goes, oh, it's all herbicides. Well, you have to be careful with that. Yeah. Because while I'm sure that's a spoke in the wheel, we can't just say, yeah, it's herbicide. Yeah. <laughs> Dismiss it on one Right. Time. So we're doing the sampling. We're, we're testing for herbicides uh, going forward this fall through next spring. We're testing for different diseases that will be in those, that would be in the, impacting those forests. One of the things I like to point out on, on those forests, though, is I think there's an underlying factor there that's kind of setting the stage for these uh, more uh, direct causative factors yeah. to have a bigger impact than they would in previous years. Mm-hmm. And that's the weather patterns that we've had the last several years. They've been, they've, crazy. They've been really terrible for growing trees. Yeah. We've had these really wet springs, uh, cool springs, wet springs. 
through early summer, and then you get to the end of July and the faucet turns off and you have 100-degree days. And I mean, there's always been hot weather in Arkansas, but this oscillation between wet and dry and hot, and then we throw in an ice storm or two, and the trees are really getting stressed. Yeah. And so when you have something like brown spot needle blight or even a, a chemical that gets in, where in some years the trees may withstand those mm-hmm. because they're so stressed that they don't withstand that as well yeah. you know, these days. And so, like I say, it's it's the area of impact right now is well less than 1% of our overall forest land, so we don't feel like it's a, it's a total risk to the entire forest. But if you own some land that is that is impacted by that, it's important it's a huge to deal. you. That's yeah. right. And so that's why we want to identify, you know, what are the the players involved there and then let the landowners take that information and work with um foresters in their area mm-hmm. to try to identify what's going on in their particular property. Yeah. And so we're gonna take about twelve months of sampling to walk through that. And um, I know I got on a tangent there. No, minute, no, but that's, that's not an, a problem, it's an issue in our that's industry. An important for sure. topic. Um, and we're working on some outreach materials at the forestry division. We just worked on a video the other day uh, with Chandler Barton, our forest health specialist, and Scott Bray with Plant Industries uh, that we're going to be putting out some information on uh, how we're going to be sampling going forward. Okay. And we do have a, a good plan for how we're going to sample over the next 12 months. Well, that leads me into my next question. So how do landowners in the state or stakeholders help you or your department out if they want to get involved, whether it's in this issue or just in right. the industry as a whole? Absolutely. The first thing I would say is collaborate, mm-hmm. whether it's a state agency, private industry, forest landowners. I learned that in the, in the Cooperative Extension Service. You're only successful if you collaborate with others. Yep. If you try to do everything on your own, you're not going to be successful. Mm-hmm. And Arkansas does a very good job of that. We collaborate, Game and Fish, Nature Conservancy, all the partners, water quality people, industry, we all collaborate. We share information. Sharing information is tremendous. We Like with, with the uh, pine health issue. So we have a survey, and it's on our website, that you can go to if you're a landowner in southeast Arkansas and you see some pines that are discolored on your property. You go on uh, the website, and you can actually enter your location, and we'll, we'll okay. mark that as a, a potential area to come, to come sample. That's cool. And, and Chandler Barton helped put that together. Uh, Dr. Vic Ford with U of A uh, helped put that together as well. And so that's a nice resource for us to create some, you know, information systems and that type of thing to help sample. But it's sharing information and, to, and it's being collaborative and it's saying, you know, let me be a part of the solution to these problems. Yeah. And and that's the biggest, probably the biggest thing that people can do. Okay. I would say. Well, uh, I'm sure uh, any resources that you may have, we can put in the show notes of this episode. Absolutely. So if you'd share that with us, I'm sure a lot of our listeners would really appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, and we're kind of at the end of our show here. So every show we have, we like to ask a few fun questions mm-hmm. to just try to lighten it up a little bit. Uh, and I've, I've got one or two for you. Uh, one came to mind right before we started recording. But uh, first off, like trees are one of the oldest organisms on the planet. Uh, the Great Basin Bristlecone Pine located in eastern California is said to be 4,850 years old, almost 5,000 years old. That's insane. During your time here as a forester, what's some of the oldest trees you've ran across here in the state of Arkansas? Absolutely. I believe they call it the Methuselah, Methuselah tree. Right? Yeah, I yeah, saw that. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. repren- I was going to butcher it. You know? <laughs> I think I butchered it. <laughs> but uh, no, we don't have those here. It's we don't, a crazy looking tree. Yeah, but we do have trees that, that can get into the thousands okay. of years old, and that's the cy- bald cypress. Here. Okay. And, you know, you don't see it very often, but they can be seven, 800 years old. Wow. And, um, I have uh, I don't know how old the trees were because we didn't want to cut them down to, to measure to uh, measure the age on them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's some great far sides on that where they cut trees down to yeah. measure the age on the tree. I love that. But, um, the uh, bald cypress, I was down doing a research project on the Ross Foundation property down in near Arkadelphia, down okay. in, near Gurdon. And uh, so they have some some swampy areas along the Little Missouri River down there. Mm-hmm. And actually, I have the picture. I'm actually getting it framed to put in my office. I'm standing in front of one of my research projects from when I was with U of A, and I'm standing in front of the cypress, and um, you know, I'm, I'm six foot one and two hundred and ten pounds, and this thing's dwarfing me. You know, it's I don't, we didn't measure it that day, but it's it was probably um, four feet in diameter. Wow, you know, something like that. It was huge, and you know, one hundred and twenty foot taller. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that tree was with, without a doubt four or five hundred years old. You know, you know it's like just that. crazy to think mm-hmm. there's trees out there that are older than our country. That's right. You know, and we have a uh, a tree cookie. In our office over there, from um, I believe the state champion, still the state champion, Loblolly Pine, and it went back. Uh, I want to say about two hundred years. And it's got dates on it. it on my rings, I've seen it. it yeah. Yeah. Now the, the one at Monticello has the dates. Okay, maybe that's ours. It. Ours is a, is a tribute to fallen firefighters. Okay, and so we have yeah, the, yeah. that list on there. Yeah, but um, no, we we have some old trees here. Nothing like they grow out west with the bristle pine. Yeah, but it, it's amazing particularly the one you're talking about that's at the forestry school at Monticello to look at, you know, when the Civil War occurred or the mm-hmm. Revolutionary War, those type of things. Yeah, all it's like a timeline. Right. It's it's a timeline. Well, I'll, I'm going to ask one more question. It's my personal interest. I like to barbecue and mm-hmm. smoke meat. So what what's your favorite wood to, to smoke with? I don't think I would be a good Southerner if I said anything other than hickory. <laughs> <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> so if I'm if I'm cooking, I do love to barbecue, and if I'm cooking uh, pork or chicken or anything like that, I'm going with hickory. But I do. Uh, so uh, my son and I actually do a lot of fishing, and so mm-hmm. I like to smoke fish uh, as well, or, or grill fish, mm-hmm. and sometimes smoke it um, and purchase. I love to smoke salmon. I love smoke salmon. Yeah, and I don't go with hickory on that. Because okay. it's a it's a pretty strong it is smoke and so I will go actually with pecan which is in the Pecan's hickory family good. yeah but it's much milder than the hickory is. yeah and you so, ever use any of the fruit trees like apple or cherry? yeah I have apple and cherry and uh, th- does really well on fish as well and it's super mild yeah and so I don't want it, a lot of times I don't want it too mild but the the pecan kind of takes me in the middle <laughs> ground there yeah <laughs> well Kyle I really appreciate you coming on our show I know our listeners do too and I wish you luck in your new role so thank you for coming all right thank you very much for having me well that wraps up the special edition of the Arkansas AdCast thank you for taking the time to listen to this deep dive episode we'll continue bringing on guests to look at a close or take a closer look at topics important to our members remember you can catch new weekly episodes of the Arkansas AdCast every Thursday afternoon Find video episodes on Facebook and YouTube. Listen to the audio version on iTunes and Spotify. And make sure to subscribe and leave us a review when you have a few extra minutes. The Arkansas AgCast is brought to you by Arkansas Farm Bureau. I'm John McMinn. We'll see you next time.